You're listening to Waroni Radio's Talk the Talk, Episode 2. Today, we're here with Caleb Antle and Luke Letcher, ANU students and bronze medalists at the Tokyo Olympics for rowing. How does it feel to have um, gone to the Olympics, got the medal? Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, we've, we've worked for uh, quite a long time and there's was, there was a lot of uncertainty around whether, whether it would even go ahead. So to, to even have got the opportunity to go to the Games was... We felt pretty fortunate, and to, to have come away with a medal, um, I think I can't, I can't speak for Caleb, but for me, it's sort of we we had a really enjoyable se- season in our crew, and it felt like it felt like getting a medal was a really really nice and appropriate way to end uh, end a four month period that I got a lot of value out of. Yeah, I guess for me, um, I guess it's starting to sink in now the the significance of of actually representing Australia at the Olympics. Um, I think it's a pretty a small group of people and um, it didn't really hit me until, until the end of the race how sort of finite it is at the Olympics. You know, it's four years or five years in our case and then suddenly it's over. Um, and, the, you know, there's no more training now. There's no nothing. So um, we put it all out there in our race and I think, yeah, we're all pretty, all very proud of our result and, and how we're able to, to represent Australia and, and make our supporters and, and fellow countrymen proud. Um, so I guess got to ask, when you arrived in Tokyo, the Australian village, what was it like? Um, well, yeah, I guess we went in expecting it to be really weird, um, to be extremely different and, and, I don't know, like segregated and, and all that. Um, but to be honest, when we got there, it sort of, it felt like we were in Australia when we got into our building. Um, of course, everyone has to wear masks all the time. You have to, you can't go out of your room without one. Um, but apart from that, like there was green and gold lining the halls. There was, um, a little kitchen that had all the food that you could possibly want. Um, and they had a bunch of stuff from home, like, you know, all like wheat, big cereal. Like it was pretty much like you were shopping at Coles pretty much. Um, so I'd say that, you know, in terms of village, like um, it was surprising how little restrictions there were. Um, apart from everyone wearing masks, it was pretty much open slather. Like you could walk around in the dining hall and there'd be other countries like everywhere getting this food from the same place as you and standing in the line with you. And um, it was actually surprising how normal it was really. Um, and obviously there were reports coming out of different countries getting COVID and you know, athletes that we've probably walked past in the boat park who ended up testing positive and using the same facilities as us. So, you know, that was a little bit scary. Um, and you know, people definitely tightened up their hygiene, that sort of thing, once once we started to hear about that. Um, but apart from that, I'd say that it felt quite normal. Um, I guess my gauge of what an Olympics would feel like, you know, it's my first one, so I'm not sure. But um, I definitely didn't feel like I was I was out of my depth or anything. Yeah, I mean, only one of our crew members has ever been to the games before Cam, um, Cam Girdleston. He, he 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 sort of he didn't seem to think anything was too too fundamentally different, sort of in how the villas generally operated or or the way we could prepare for our racing. Um, I think I think any of the main differences would have come come after we finished after we finished competition, um, but we had to. We had to leave within, I think it was within 48 hours of our event finishing. We, we had to be on a flight out of there. And obviously we weren't, we weren't allowed to leave the village to, to go into Tokyo or anything. So 
Um, I think I think the back end is probably where any any differences might have been to a normal games. To, to be honest, for the most part, it it ran pretty it ran pretty seamlessly. The, the IOC did seem like they were doing a pretty good job of um, staying on top of the regulations so that everything could still happen happen properly. So I guess now you guys are in quarantine. You're back. What are your plans for the future? Um, my my plans for the future. I need to I need to get back to ANU and and do some more of my studies. I've I've got a little bit more of my degree to go than um, than Caleb, so I really want to. I, I really enjoy the idea of um, actually getting in and being able to attend some classes for a while and find out what my lecturers have looked like um, all these years and meet, meet meet some of my classmates. So I'm I'm quite I'm quite looking forward to the, to the idea of coming back doing some study and if 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 at least at least at least taking a break from rowing and um, I'm not sure what my future would look like look like in a rowing sense um for me uh i've got two subjects left to finish my bachelor of science um i already have a bachelor of commerce um i started studying full-time um for the first two years of my degree so i was lucky to get um, a big chunk of it done and i've just been chipping away um part-time for the last few years um so it'd be really good to get that done um just the last two subjects so um, I'll be doing that. Um, and apart from that, probably just trying to live a bit more of a normal life um, instead of training three times a day. Um, it obviously limits what you can do. So, um, you know, I'm hoping to, you know, just relax a bit pretty much, um, spend a bit more time with, you know, my family and my friends and that sort of thing, um, and maybe try and get a bit of work experience. Um, but apart from that, just, uh, yeah, trying to live a normal life and, um, I, I think I'm definitely going to come back to rowing, um, uh, but I just need, you know, probably uh, maybe six months or so, just have a break. Um, that's my plan. Okay. So, look, you guys have probably been uh, expecting this question, um, but, you know, we've all been home, seeing on social media, you know, stuff about cardboard beds, uh, all the free merch and <laughs> stuff. You know, tell us about that. Best free merch, comfortable cardboard bed. Yeah, you'd be surprised how strong a cardboard bed can be. Um, <laughs> they, they were pretty robust. Yeah, I read all those articles saying that, you know, it's supposed to stop, you know, athletes frolicking at night or whatever. But, like, that bed's pretty solid, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I definitely notice um, the cardboard bed. Um, it was it was fine. Um, the mattress was pretty firm, but apart from that, um, it was a pretty well built cardboard bed. Um, <laughs> so a cardboard bed go. In terms of the the merch and stuff, um, I think you know just all the Australian kit that we get is is awesome. It, it seems to be never ending. Um, like you get a bucket hat and a bum bag and you know socks and and all this stuff. So uh, I definitely say that some some of the Aussie kit. Um, is pretty awesome and yeah, I'm definitely not going to trade it anytime soon. Yeah, the, the, there are a couple of, there are a couple of other things that um, that got handed out by the IRC as well. Like um, Samsung gave us a little a little care package, and so a lot of people have they gave us lots of little earbuds and things. So you saw a lot of little little Samsung earbuds kicking around the village um, while we were there. But uh, to, to to be honest, the uh, the, the kit is probably the the most the most valuable free thing we got, and also the the thing that we get the most value from. 
I really have to ask. Good to be I guess it would be kind of surreal. Feel like friends and family. Was it a bit weird for them? They're definitely excited. Um, that's um, yeah. I think um, I don't know if you saw the the scenes down at, at the dock in Kingston, um, but there was about a hundred or one hundred and fifty people um, all turned out to to watch our race at the pub. Um, and and there's video of you know everyone screaming and and. Um, yeah getting behind us so I think you know um my partner said that it was probably more stressful for her than it than it might be and, and she was exhausted the next day from from all the energy she was putting out so um yeah I think it is a big thing for our families and um they were really really excited and it was great to have that support behind us um we we could almost hear them um cheering us down the course um, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Caleb and I—it's our, it's our first Olympics, so it's—it's uh, it's not like it's not like our family and friends had any expectation of what it would have been like to attend, and wouldn't sort of know the difference between being there and not being there. Um, so, in, in in many ways, it was sort of business as usual in a way for our for our supporters, but um, it was it was really cool for them to have so many other people. Um, sort of involved and excited about it and have such an atmosphere down in the pub. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to Wurundi Radio's Talk the Talk with bronze medalists Caleb Antle and Luke Letcher, presented by Fergus Sherwood.